I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. For full show notes, please go to nz365guide.com forward slash 249. Anything we cover in the show, you can find it there. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge. So far, people have attended this program from over 34 countries from around the world. Wherever you're located, this is an opportunity to invest in your career. It's totally free. If you want to be mentored in the next 90-Day Mentoring Challenge, please go to nz365guide.com forward slash mentor. Now let's get on with the show. Today's MVP is from Cambridge, England. She's the CEO and owner of Casper365. This is her first year as an MVP. She's a cat lover. She has a book coming out titled Getting Value Faster. And you can find her on Twitter at Sharon underscore Sumner. Welcome to the show, Sharon Sumner. Hi, thank you. Welcome. Um, very <laughs> delighted to be here. <laughs> it's, it's good to have you on the show. And for some reason in my years of living in the United Kingdom, I, I don't think I got to meet you in person. Is that right? Uh, absolutely not. No. Um, although I have a been following you for many years myself so ah thank you thank you I mean I, I was based in London and I got up to Cambridge a few times with, uh, is w Will's in Cambridge right Will Durrington yeah that's right he's up here um and, and Chris is nearby too Huntingford yeah yeah Chris Huntingford and then Sarah Critchley she used to be I'm pretty sure she was in Cambridge for a while yeah I think she was here yep and Joe Flo and yep. yeah Flo Joe Joe Flo um, yeah, I, I went up. That was my first ponting on the Avon with the two of them. It was very nice. <laughs> you know, I haven't done that for years, not since I came to Cambridge as a as a visitor so many, many years ago. I lived up in Norfolk for a good 12 years before we came here. So Wow. Yeah. Wow. Isn't it just absolutely beautiful bit of countryside, though, there? It's fantastic. It really is. Even with all the roadworks that have been going on recently near us on the A14, it's still fantastically stunning countryside. It's flat, but it's so green incredible yeah 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 uh, it was I think it was the spring day that we were there and it was just like like all the storybooks and all the movies a representation of Cambridge it was fabulous so Sharon tell me about tell me about you do you know particularly you outside of Microsoft business application the power platform and things like that what do you do family wise uh, what's your favorite food uh, what do you do for fun oh good grief um so um, I have a fantastic husband, uh, technical genius, um, Anthony, uh, who we've just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. So that's nice. Um, and I have a 16-year-old son called Cody, um, who literally came from the word code and monkeys, bun together. <laughs> We're very technical people. <laughs> uh, fortunately, he loves his name and is a bit of a code monkey himself. So um and also um, an MCP. So he's got his first Power Platform qualifications uh, when he was 15. So very, very proud of him. Yeah, following in his mother's footsteps. It's always good. Um, 
Oh, uh, favourite food. Uh, I'm not sure I have one. Um, lots of vices, mostly cheese. <laughs> Do love my cheese. I, um, you can't go wrong with cheese, right? And I mean, England with 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 its access to, uh, you know, the the continent with all the cheeses you could ever want. It's just amazing. <laughs> Um, and what do I do for fun? Um, I follow Tesla. I'm a huge Tesla fan. Um, so I own a Tesla. I'm a shareholder of Tesla and I've been following, uh, Elon's progress for many, many years. Wow. You'd be happy with the SMP this uh, past week. Um, yeah, we're having a very good week. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Right. I, I, I see that, uh, Elon now has surpassed, um, uh, Yeah, and and the Facebook founder, um, I forget his name now, um, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, he passed him, I think, a, a couple of weeks ago, and now Bill Gates as well. I always find though, anybody should be able to pass Bill Gates, being that he's giving so much of his money away all the time. Um, yeah, I think you know, I think he makes it easy for people to pass him, and it's of course obviously a stat he's probably not chasing. But I've I've always felt after reading Elon's book, you know, that this guy will become known as the world's richest person. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> he's he's extremely good at executing. I think he's kind of rare like that. Yeah, yeah. And I love that he has his his uh unique uh, quirks of personality and 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 keeps it real and I don't mind, you know, people get offended by it and whatnot, but I think yeah, he keeps it real. I think you've got to have some big personalities. I mean, uh, just coming back full circle to the to the Microsoft arena, we've got some great ones here like you say Will Dorrington. You know, John Levesque, we've got some fantastic personalities that, uh, you know, keep us all going. Totally, totally. So tell me about your journey. First, actually, tell me a bit about your company. Um, I see it's been running a couple of years. What do you specialize in? Um, actually, Business Cloud Integration, which is the the full service um, Office 365 Gold Partner, uh, that's actually the, the limited company. And Business Cloud Integration does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, so we are all about, um, I come from a, a, a place of SharePoint. So I've been working with SharePoint since about 2007. Um, And the reason why my LinkedIn name is SharePoint Sharon is because SharePoint and I share a birthday, which is always nice. Um, So it's it's in my blood (laughs) and I do love SharePoint. And so, of course, coming from SharePoint to Office 365 is a real natural progression. And then looking at the power platform as the tool set that really boosts and powers it. So um, business cloud integration, like I say, is a full gold partner. Casper 365 is the product that we've developed, which literally is an automation platform uh, focused around SharePoint within that Office 365 arena. So provisioning, deployment of teams, SharePoint sites, governance of teams in SharePoint, you know, it's, it's full service. Yeah. And, and so in November, you know, there was the announcement around naming changes um, and how we reference to all sorts of things from tables and entities and uh you know the dataverse etc now what does it mean for you and um and what you're doing at the moment um what you mean aside from changing all of my decks (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. all your presentations have to be updated you you know what i was presenting this week you know i'm doing training um uh, a bunch of people across europe at the moment and um, I came up to the slide and of course it's all CDS centric and it's all, and I'm using all that, not all that nomenclature and stuff. And I'm like, gosh, um, I'm going to need to update these. Uh, and like I only taught it the week before last and it was all fine then, <laughs> was, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been a bit of a roller coaster of name change. So, um, actually when we got our, uh, Tesla model three, we actually named it flow, um, after flow <laughs> and then it changed to power automates, not quite as suitable for a Tesla. 
Um, but, you know, the whole thing is evolving so fast. It's it's coming on so quickly. But really, my passion in the Power Platform is around Power Apps. So for me, it's a space. <laughs> that's all we did. <laughs> so it's not so bad. That That's a good. So tell me about, tell me about, you know, what type of Power Apps are you building for yourself, your customers? What are you seeing the the common use cases that you're addressing and maybe a couple of the edge cases? Okay, so I did um, a business productivity series because for me, as you mentioned, the book is Getting to Value Faster and it's all about leveraging the license that you already have within Office 365. So it's leveraging that Power Platform SharePoint relationship. Although I am the first one to admit, as much as I love SharePoint, it is not a relational database. And that's where Dataverse CDS Project Oakdale, whatever it is you want to call it, comes in. Um, and, and I'm a huge fan um, of the Dataverse as well. So for me, it's about how do we get um, to that point of value? What can we what can we solve in an organization that's going to get us to that value the fastest? And I literally, I have a rule in the organization because I'm um, on the sales side of things. If I can't see business value in the project that you want to do, I won't work with you. Um, and it's really harsh to say, well, look, you're just not going to realize enough business value out of that to buy the service from us. What we can do is maybe a little bit of training and you guys can do it internally. Or we could just go and look for something that's actually going to solve some problems, especially with licensing changes. You're never quite sure where you are um, on the cost side of things. So we used to be able to build one power app in an organization demonstrate value and then kind of build the um, internal engagement and the whole community internally. Whereas now, due to those licensing changes, we need to build about five apps to kind of realize the same value, which I don't mind. I mean, initially, everybody's like, oh, I can't believe the licensing is getting so expensive. But if you look at what you get for that licensing, you know, it's superb value. You just have to find it in the organization. So it's nice that we're focused more around realizing value inside an organization with a power platform rather than just doing pretty stuff you know and and technically cool stuff so for me it's all about what we can do for the business so the youtube series um is a business productivity series so on there for example i think there's there's one around contract management so you know um Contracts right from the get-go are complex documents. And so for a contracts team to pick the right template every time and to fill the right things in in every location, perfect automation point. And Flow does it beautifully. Um, or coming back the other way, when you've got a document that you want to scan in, maybe use a little AI to read that document, build a model, you know, bring that back to some useful data about expiry dates within the business to make sure that you don't miss a contract renewal, which, you know, can have massive impact on the bottom line for some businesses. Oh, let me let me tell you a story about that. I, I was working for a university that wanted contracts management, you know, put in place, which is something we built out for them. And uh, the reason was is that they were they were delivering contracts and let's say it was a course they were delivering on part of a on behalf of a government agency. And it had expired, let's say, six months ago, but they didn't there was no kind of notification that this three year contract had finished. And so they kept scheduling a class and delivering and then went to invoice the government agency. And they were like, uh, contracts, like it finished six months ago. What's all this for? And just, just because there was no kind of metadata that could be, that sent out triggers or notification, let's say whoever signed the contract that left the university, there's just no way of, you know, and it's crazy how many organizations are affected like this. 
Absolutely. So it's something you've really got to keep a, a close eye on. And it's those kind of projects that I really love. I mean, I think there's another one on there about um, learning platforms and using Teams. Love Teams. Who doesn't love Teams? That single pane of glass effect that you get with Microsoft Teams so that you can bring in power apps, you can, you know, have automation going in the background. We've now got Dataverse for Teams. You know, it's ridiculously powerful. And so there's one in there that's a, a learning platform um, that I presented at one of the events that I that I spoke at this last year um, that l- just literally is looking at learning paths and how you can easily put something in yourself. And for me, my videos are 20 minutes long and you can replicate alongside. I'm told I talk a little bit fast, which is probably true, um, but hopefully you can slow me down on YouTube. Um, or, you know, if anybody wants to, as I always say in my videos, if anybody wants to reach out and work through a, um, a scenario, I'm always there for the community. I'm happy to do stuff in evenings and weekends if anybody wants to get in touch. Um, I love talking to people. Tell me about this book that's coming out, Getting Value Faster. Uh, so Getting Value Faster, the whole concept, and this was supposed to come out this year, but it's been a fun year, right? Um, so <laughs> and that whole balance of um, MVP stuff, working in the community, speaking, um, and being a CEO has taken a real strange um, seesaw effect this year. So um, I've had to spend a little bit more time in the business than I would have liked to. Um, still managing to keep up with the with the speaking and the, and the community engagements. I'm, I was running a Power Apps track at Oktoberfest or October Nation, as um, sorry, um, Teams Fest or um, Teams Nation, as it's now known. Um, earlier in the year and Scottish Summit next year I'll be running the the Power Apps track there and I love doing stuff like that but you've got to find a balance Um, and unfortunately the book is the one that's that slipped through the cracks but the book itself is around um, so I've I've created a a methodology called a change enterprise because for me those organizations that are going to suffer in this decade are the ones that are standing still that are not leveraging the tech because these you know huge enterprises are soon going to be beat by some really small guys that are just coming up from nowhere. I mean, look at Tesla <laughs> coming up from nowhere to eat their lunch, right? Um, so to me, the book is about how how you can change the juggernaut to actually be one of these completely responsive, um, completely changing uh, organizations. So it's looking at uh, a methodology to understand and build in a continuous development model so that you are because apps don't stand still right and and neither do business processes you shouldn't you shouldn't look at a power app certainly doesn't suit itself to a waterfall project it's very agile get something out get it delivered into the business realize some value improve it improve it improve it and change with the organization so it's having that attitude of we are constantly changing um that I'm really looking to um, kind of embody within the book and to engage with those enterprises that I've worked with to get some interviews together so that people can understand that it can be done and it's not so hard to move one of those massive juggernauts towards a new way of thinking. That's the whole point of it. I like it. I like it. How, what was your path to MVP? Um, you know, how, how, how did you, how did that come about? Tell us a bit about that journey. Um, I actually, um, so I was contacted uh, <laughs> about being an MVP uh, from Microsoft. Um, and it's because I was doing a lot in the community. So to me, I have never in the some decades <laughs> that I've been in technology, um, I have never known a time like we currently have. So for me, Microsoft has never been so engaged with its audience as when the whole power platform started to take off. 
So I saw an opportunity to, um, I started the Cambridge uh, Power Platform user group. I've been doing that for over a year now. Um, so I started the user group and I started to get local people together and I started to see how just by having some experts, but some people that have just implemented the technology in their own businesses, having a blend of user group come together escalates everybody at such speed. I mean, we've had some brilliant use cases of organizations that we've worked with because of the user group where each time that we've met, they've progressed and you can hear their story and it's fantastic. And to be able to take that feedback back to Microsoft, I mean, you've got you've got product owners and product managers. You've got the likes of Brian Dang turns up at events with his notebook. He's listening. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and his camera. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it, it's it's such engagement that I that I started to be out. I used to speak years ago, um, but I started to put some more time into getting some more awareness around the products. And of course, when you start doing a, a great deal of community work, you tend to get noticed. Um, but it was difficult and that there was a, a transition to go through because at the time it was very much Sharon Sumner was the CEO of, of Business Cloud Integration and associated with Casper 365. So there was definitely some personal brand work to be done. And a, and a couple of very fantastic people at Microsoft really mentored me through that process. And of course, the, the the UK market is a very hard market to get MVP in and business apps. There's there's you know there's a there's a lot of high quality people doing stuff in the community, and and sometimes for some folks it's a slow burn to become MVPs. You know, it's a, it's a long road. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, so. It, it took less than a year um, from I actually I was um, I was nominated back. Uh, gosh, that was in 2019. Uh, by a young man called Fausto uh, Capellan Jr. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. him. No, um, no, no. Who, we presented together on Flow in uh, the, the Amsterdam uh, Summit. Okay. Yes, um, yes. I was, is, there. I was there at that event. <laughs> <laughs> he's fantastic. He um, Actually, I think I saw you at that event, but I never got to speak to you. Um, and uh, he and I did some stuff together there. And when, when we came back, he actually uh, nominated me. I think he now works with Shane Young over at 911. Oh, yes, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. So cool. So cool. <laughs> um, love Shane. We have Teslas in common as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very big fan of his work. I, I think you have that even come with James Phillips. He is a Tesla. Ah, cool. It's a little club forming. I like it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, so being heavily involved in events uh, gets it gets a lot of exposure. But I don't just kind of go along to speak. If I'm going to turn up at an event, you know, I, I'm in. Uh, all hands on deck, as the guys at Dynamics Communities will tell you. Uh, I was I was a doctor helping out on the doctor stand or whatever it mm-hmm, was, a mm-hmm. medic. Yeah, the, the medics. Was, yeah, the medic booth. Yep. You know, I literally was there twenty four seven. I was showing people where to go. You know, helping out on stands because, to me, I've done um, charity work and stuff my whole life since I was about eighteen. I think I started my first. Um, I was the chairperson of an organisation raising money for charity. I'm very much. I miss that kind of community aspect, having been kind of behind the scenes being a business person for so long. So when I'm at an event, I'm out there with the crowd and I love it. Awesome. So good. So good. Any kind of uh, things that you didn't realize once you got MVP that kind of like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that about it. Like, you know, you get access, of course, to a lot of information, access to a lot of people in the product team. But, you know, what were those key aha moments for you? 
That's a good question. Um, <laughs> key aha moments. Um, I think um, really difficult. There is an overwhelming amount of information and um, thirst for feedback from the product teams. And there are so many different ways to engage with them um, that, you know, if you have gosh, an hour a day, you could easily spend it in the Microsoft team engaging with different product teams and looking at different different threads. So I think it was a it was a massive information overload to begin with. And you have to kind of find your place and work out what your filter is. Um, you know, the you tend to kind of go in gung ho and sign up to every single uh news feed and then you're like, okay, this is not really in my specialist area and there's like five of those messages a day. I'm not gonna actually get time to look at that. So you have to kind of really um, but it's so nice and you soon forget, I think, um, what isn't public knowledge. So like even within my own team, you know, we're talking about, um, so I'll, I'll talk about a feature with them and they'll be like, um, what, what, what do you mean? And I'm like, we know that thing that was released last month that, that we were talking about the other week. And they were like, yeah, but has that, yeah, oh yeah, I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. That actually is released and that is in my client. But to me, it's like old news, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You've known about it for some time, right? So the speed of change, I think uh, I wasn't quite expecting. Um, but once you're kind of fully in the flow um, of all of that information, it can be really overwhelming unless you can kind of um, find, like I say, find a way to filter it and dip in and dip out. Nobody in the MVP community expects you to be there 24-7 because everybody knows you've got other things to do. Um, but but everybody, every time I turn up to an MVP meeting of any kind, everybody is just so accepting of the fact that you've been away and you're back again. It it's, makes no difference. They're like, they're like a group of friends that you don't see very often, but but the relationship actually never changes, which is really nice. It's very respectful. Yeah. So true. Well, it's been great talking to you and our time has flown so quickly. Oh my God. So much. <laughs> um, before we go, I always like to run a, a few questions that are totally random, could be about life, could be about anything and just get, get your take on them. Um, and so let's, let's go through these. First one, um, when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? Princess Diana. <laughs> nice. I, I can understand that. Ambassador, you know, using what she's got for the benefit of everybody else. Nice. And I feel this one's a very much a Chris Huntingford type question or, or a Sarah Critchley question. <laughs> yeah, well, close. Would you rather have arms or legs and why? <laughs> Definitely arms. I've never made a power app with my feet yet. <laughs> yeah. Fair call, fair call. If you could only have five apps on your phone, what would they be? Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, wow. Uh, teams, definitely. Uh, probably email. Um, let's go with, um, I like Life360, um, although not not so much these days. So this is, this is what we call a husband tracker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't need that. <laughs> or child tracker. Um, uh, what else? Obviously the Tesla app, otherwise I'd never get in the car. Um, fifth app. Wow. What would it be? Um, I think I could live without the social stuff. Sometimes I do deliberately turn off the social stuff. I've never been into Facebook, um, but certainly Twitter and LinkedIn 
I play with a lot. Um, what else would I need? Uh, I don't know. Something like a, um, I like words with friends. Yeah. I play that with my folks. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. What chance encounters changed your life forever? Wow. Um, I think, okay, let's, let's kind of keep on topic with the whole MVP. I was watching some, um, edX training and on there was a video that featured both John Levesque and um, Audrey Gordon. And I reached out to both of them and they both said hi to me and they both really engaged with me. And I, I was stunned at how friendly the community was. And it kind of went from there. That's so cool. That's so cool. What have you bought that you love so much you'd happily buy it again? Tesla. <laughs> I was going to say, I know, I, know, I know the answer to this. You're, you're such a, uh, a good advocate of them. Um, <laughs> And finally, totally random, which piece on the Monopoly board do you like to be? <laughs> um, I, I, I guess I always let everybody else choose first. It doesn't bother me which piece I am. And I think that probably says more about me than a piece. <laughs> so it's the one that's normally left. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sharon, it's been great to have you on the show. We'll get this uh, out and published. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great chatting. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Business Applications MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. Please feel free to like and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to leave a review, please go to nz365guy.com forward slash review. You can see all my current reviews and leave any review on your preferred platform. Otherwise, stay safe out there and see you next time.